Xbox, record this as a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello, Daddy Duwali here, and welcome to Xbox Record This, episode 23. Joining me, as always, uh, is the assistant to the co-host, Chipotle Bear. Chipotle Bear, how are you? Uh, I, I am doing great. Uh, it's been a rough week. I was telling Bubba Boy before we started recording, my, uh, my oldest daughter, who's six, has COVID. Uh, so she is now at home in quarantine, and we're having to wear masks at home all day, which is a huge bummer. And... Um, She's she's safe, she's healthy, which is the most important thing. But uh, it's just been not a super fun way to like get into October with work and Halloween and everything else going on. So you know we'll make it through. You know, and she's doing great again. That's the most important thing. But uh, I will be super excited to be out of this chapter of of yeah. my life. It's funny because I remember last week you're like, oh, the kids are sick, and Chan's like, oh yeah, Cora's got sniffles. That was it. That was the old COVID. And I remember I said. We're all going to get it eventually. And sure enough, Chipotle Bear and his poor daughter. He, so here's the crazy it. part. Just to Who has it and who doesn't? Just Penelope. Scarlet does not have it. And, and Victoria and I don't have it, but we're also vaccinated. Not that you mm-hmm. can't get it vaccinated. But, uh, you know, it'll be day 10 on Saturday. So we're getting close now uh, post getting it. So, like, we're pro- we're mostly out of the clear now. It's just weird. Like, I, you know. So, it, it, all yeah. things considered, it's good, man. Happy to be here with you guys. Happy to chat about some Xbox fun. Bubble Boy and Seven, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. I want to show off for all the at-home <laughs> listeners. Oh. For all you audio listeners, check out Bubble Boy's custom renegade symbol and right yeah. trigger. Uh, strange Bill Belichick hoodie. Is Belch- that what, Belichick uh, what you made? Chance is all about those. It's sleeveless. Very bizarre, yeah. Chance. I don't. I, I and actually, it's actually you're reminding me. System is Alliance also, and uh, is it's that Specter symbol? Is that the okay? Uh, Specter symbol. Okay, what, but boy, why don't you tell us about this custom hoodie? Yeah, that so you, I, you my made. new favorite article of clothing is the short sleeved hoodie. Um, extremely versatile. I know. I, I think my mom's the only person that's been like, yeah, those are cool. Um, so that kind of tells you something right there. But I. And Bill Belichick. Yeah, I got a black one, so a I, camo one, and a white one. Actually, I also have a gray one. I made our Sod Dynasty championship hoodies. Yeah, yeah, fantasy ones. On the gray. What a, I want to know what the over-under is on the number of solicitations you've received from the fair of sexes this week, just from yeah, that hoodie. Zero? Um, is it a negative yeah, number? Probably. Yeah, probably. Oh. It's got to be negative. But that's what I, I texted both of you guys. I was like, poor Ashley. If only she knew that what she was getting into when she was helping me make this was I was just going to have to be fending off ladies with a broomstick. Um, this is a deep cut, though. Like... I would expect the two of you to recognize it, and like yeah. any anyone who even played Mass Effect would probably recognize the N seven. But there's no N seven well, on here, so no. This is you're right. Whoever does compliment you on that will be like, yep. you know. And I am glad. Chipotle. I'm actually shocked that you have the Renegade. I didn't know you were a Renegade. So that's I'm not. I never am. That's what <laughs> makes it even better. And because I had the red. 
He's a renegade yeah. at home, folks. He's a renegade. We have the red. <laughs> a renegade um, in the sheets, as they the say. The red iron oh, on no, vinyl no, no. from, uh, I also made the black one into a chief's hoodie, so. Okay. It's very, you know what, that that camo pattern you got there kind of reminds me of that hideous red and the controller. controller. Yeah. Camo. <laughs> so Chance, really, that's one of his top colors. Uh, really quickly, you guys, I just want to give a public service announcement. I'm eating some of these Tic Tacs. It's not zooming in. There we go. Big Berry. Uh, Big Berry Adventure. Uh, Pass. Everybody, hard pass. Stick with fruit number one, orange number two. Don't get these. What's worse is I was like, these have to be good, right? I I saw them. They're new. Saw them on Amazon. Ordered the big box of them. So now I have like 28 of these containers that I need to eat. So you know what? Halloween's coming up soon. So you can get rid of those. And then all the kids will skip your house next year. Oh, that guy gave Tic Tacs last year. They're, they're, it's weird. It, the berry is, if it was just the berry, it would be delicious, but there's a hint of like mintiness they mixed in there, unlike the other mints yeah, flavors that they on, have. People. So it's, it's just not, yeah, Pass. it's not good, but I will force myself to eat them all because I'm stingy and I don't want to waste the money. And these are a great snack because they say zero calories. So I feel like I'm eating something, even though I'm probably getting in, you know, 10 calories in the whole case. So shout out to Tic Tac again, fruit orange skip this one jose were you gonna say something quicker uh i don't remember what i was gonna say something oh that's what chances hoodie if anyone does recognize that hoodie and they give you like the what's up make sure you tell them about the podcast because i guarantee they. (laughs) oh yeah right like it's an instant (laughs) that is our audience right there and tell them about these mass effect props that i paid hundreds of dollars for as well Gentlemen, we're going to go into the warm-up question. And this week, this is also a non-shout-out shout-out to Kelepijin because he claims the Nintendo 64 is the greatest system ever. And I we all know my feelings about it. I think it's Nintendo's easily worst console ever. And I, well, you're going to see here with my list here in a second. He writes in, hey, guys, what are your top five Nintendo 64 games? Um, I'm going to start off with... Bubble Boy, because I feel like Bubble Boy also... I, I didn't own this probably, 64. That was one of the few consoles exactly. I didn't own, and so That's I based these solely what I was off anticipating. remembering like how hard I wanted to go over to either Chipo's house, um, who did I say the other day, Ray Mariama or Joe Whitney's houses, to, to play these games, right? And so number five, we talked about last week, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Uh, number four, Diddy Kong Racing, which some people probably have Mario Kart 64 higher, but I liked the addition of the planes and stuff on Diddy Kong Racing. I thought that was cool. Uh, number three, Super Mario 64. Number two, this is probably really going to hurt some feelings, but Pilot Wings. I was really excited to go over and play Pilot Wings at Jose's house because I think he was the only one that had it too. And it, because at the time it was just like there was nothing else like it, right? And it got super boring after like two hours, but there was still something super, super cool and exciting about it. And then number one, of course, Goldeneye. Okay, I'm going to go next, probably, because I know you're the biggest N64 simp out of all of us. So my number five game, I have question marks. I couldn't even get five games. Oh my I literally God. have two Baloney. question marks. Kind of no way. Right. I swear to you guys, you I swear. One, I, I'm like, no. Okay, so that's the thing. Matthew, my younger brother, shout out to my brother who doesn't listen to the podcast, he... Also, he was the one who got the 64 while I was gaming on the true greatest console of that generation, the PlayStation 1, of course. And I remember we got it after the 64, 
and I was a huge Super Nintendo. Like Super Nintendo might be my favorite console of all time. And then it was just so disappointing with the 64, but we'll get into that another time. Number four, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Speaking of Matthew, Star Wars Episode One Racer. This was the pod racing game that was bundled Daniel, in with the stop, 64. Stop. Nobody that with Anakin. I swear that yeah, come on. We just lost two of our <laughs> yes. 16 followers. Number three, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Probably one of the best games, obviously, on that system, and uh, just a fantastic game. Number two, one of the, some people consider this the best Zelda game of its time or ever. I still am a Link to the Past fan. I put Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Great open world, but has not really aged well, was very big and uh, bland at some points. And that water temple, I remember that was just a nightmare. I don't know how anyone could complete that without looking up. And then number one, out of all the memories, and also not only uh, with me and Matthew playing, but just a great party game. And I remember this was like a staple in high school. Mario Kart 64 is the greatest Nintendo 64 game of all time, just because of the the party aspect of it it's not the best I, mario kart game of the 64 generation we talked about this i don't know man it it defined the mario kart genre uh jose what do you think of let's hear your list because mine obviously was well, just a quick note because i don't have mario kart on my top five even though i think it's a great game what on it what uh, here's the thing if you have played a, any amount of mario kart 8 on the switch that is a much superior game for lots of reasons, characters, different vehicles, the, the just the sheer. What does that have to do with Nintendo 64? I'm just saying it's in in <laughs> in hindsight, 64 was not that great. It was definitely better than the Super Nintendo because if you've ever played that, like on an emulator, it is it is rough. <laughs> you know, at the time yeah, I know it was a big deal, but it's. Rough. I remember you guys. I remember going to Kellen Man. Do you remember Kellen Man? I remember going to mm-hmm. his house to play that, and thinking it was amazing. Then I played it again on Switch Digital not as good as you remember not great i don't know jose i was always way better at the 64 one when i played mario kart 8 on the whatever system i had it on i was like i'm terrible and i don't yeah, know but you have to use the, the pro controller if you try to use the little things it's I, like you get smoked by like six-year-olds because they're just it's I mean, made I for their hands regardless anyway let's hear your list uh so anyway number my number five was one that was it was very late in the generation of 64. It was like probably one of the last games they made before we actually started upgrading to the GameCube was Super Smash Brothers. Because even though like it's really bad compared to like the modern Smash Brothers, it was it was the first time we had seen that in a game where it was like, let's take all of our favorite characters, like let's Ness and Mario and Yoshi and and like let's put them all in arena and fight with each other like that was a really cool idea and obviously nintendo smart and did it well where you're not there's no blood it's not really quote-unquote violent but it's still a fighting game right so like they it was just very well executed so that was number five for me number four ocarina of time i do agree with daniel that it it was very wide open and that's what was one of its kind of appeals at first it was such a quote-unquote big game but in practice it meant just like running or riding your horse for freaking ever in the game which i actually didn't like um, but it is really iconic, you know, the, the fact that you had to actually learn, like, the, the chords of the ocarina to, like, open doors and stuff. I can still remember some of those sounds. Like, if you hear them, you just know that's from Zelda. Um, number three for me was Mario Party. It, along talking about party games, that was also revolutionary at the time. Like, these mini games with all your favorite characters. And, I mean, I mean, Chance and I alone, with my brother Julio, we powered hours into the first Mario Party. And, obviously, is a staple now of the entire franchise. Number two was Mario 64. Even though I know, <laughs> in hindsight, it's not that great. <laughs> when you play the levels in games, you're like, whoa, this was 
pretty blocky and awkward and, and stuff like that. It still was a huge step up. And part of the nostalgia for 64, for me at least, was it was the first time I was introduced to like the craze of gaming. Because when I got my Super Nintendo, they were like readily available by the time I was seven years old. 64 was like the first one I faced where like it was Christmas time and everybody wanted it and you couldn't find it. And like people were fighting in Toys R Us for it and stuff like that. And so that just created its own hype for it. But 64, Mario 64 was a great one. And then my number one also was GoldenEye, not just because it was an amazing party game and, you know, so many hours we poured into it, but just like the way that you could be like, everybody wanted to be odd job because he was like a shorter target. And then they had like the codes where you could have like paintball splatter instead of like bullet holes. Like there was just so much to it that was revolutionary. And it was a great game just to play with friends. And it really pre, pre it was a precursor basically to all of the Warzone and PUBG and Battlefield that we play today. Yeah, and I think the campaign is underrated. It was really good and really well done, and I think it competed and did set the stage for some of those games that you mentioned. So, yeah, and you could even set like in the multiplayer the like modes. Like you'd say like only the golden gun, everybody gets a golden gun, or only rockets. Like that was really again a precursor for things like Halo and stuff like that. Um, two other quick games I do want to just mention in terms of um, honorable mentions. They're not in the top five, but they're up there. One was Mario Golf. Just because it in the in the world of Mario Kart, Mario Party, Goldeneye, which really were great multiplayer games, Mario Golf was a cool party game, but also you could play by yourself and was like really fun. And, you know, golf games are underrated, I think, in in gaming. And then also Conquer's Bad Fur Day, just because like when I played that as like a basically tween or preteen, uh, you know, as a as a juvenile boy, like was everything I wanted, like bad language and borderline edgy stuff in a game, and it was, it was hilarious. So that was a shout out to Conquer as well. Thank you, Jose. Fun fact, I've never played Mario 64. Doesn't sound like I'm missing much. And I never got into GoldenEye. I, for some reason, I think it was your number one. Time, you literally just said it was no, your number Mario one. Mario Kart no, was my number GoldenEye one. GoldenEye was my number one. Oh, number two. Number yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't even on my list. So thank you for that write-in selling. I hope you don't bother us anymore about not shouting you out. Please feel free if you guys have any top five video game and or food ideas, write us in to xboxrecordthis at gmail again. Jose, what's that email address again? xboxrecordthis at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Let's get into what we've been playing. So I want to do it with Chance. Let's have you do review the medium for us really quick. And then I want to together as a group just talk about our initial impressions of the Battlefield 24 or 2042 beta. So Chance, take it away. What did you think of the medium? There, my Admiral Akbar just fell down behind me, guys. I'm about to fix that. Oh while goodness! Chance is talking. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to start by saying I gave it a six overall, um, which is a good game, right? And I don't remember what we officially call it. Someone will have to pull that up. I'm terrible. Um, but I don't. That doesn't. Some people might be like, "Oh, it's a D, right?" Like, no, it's it's, it's an okay yeah, game. That's what okay. Our it's an is. okay game, which it was. It really was. I had called it kind of like a long movie, interactive movie, the other week, and and I'm sticking with that. So I did finish. Um, one of the things, and you'll know this about me if you've listened at all, is I had to knock it down a notch because I got all but one achievement, and the reason that I didn't get the one achievement just really pissed me off. Uh, and it was one of the, gosh, what did they call him? Um, his old Thomas's like notes from his notebook. And it was like, oh, you only have to get 19 out of the 20. But then they were counting this business card as one, even though it wasn't. And so I had the business card and I thought I had 19 out of 20 or I did have 19 out of 20. But the reason that they said you could have 19 was because 
They weren't counting the business card. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Stupid, stupid side note, but that really bothered me and I can't get over it because I'm not. There is no chapter select. That's another thing that knocked it down a little bit. So it was either go back and the, the one that I missed was probably three-fourths of the way through the game and I was just like even though it was only a few hours I was like no I'm no I'm not doing that so that was definitely a knockdown um some of the cons and I, the other con that I talked about um last week too was just the controls uh, for a next-gen game come on they could have done a little bit better than that um I did have some time to so going on to the pros I I thought the the idea of the dual worlds was well done and it wasn't jammed in your face so you just used it every once in a while and then I thought it was really cool that when you were doing the dual realities um, you could make it so that you were just in one of them in like the hellscape as I was calling it I don't know if that's officially what it was called but like in the bad world um, you could make it so that you were just running around in there but it was almost like you had a breath meter like you were underwater or something because you would start to fade um, which I didn't realize at first I'm sure it told you that but I was just like running around because you got an achievement for being there for so long I was like oh she's like fading away I bet she's gonna oh and I died so that was kind of cool and kind of creative that you couldn't just stay there the entire time um and then like I said the story it did it ended up being pretty good for me. I started to get a little bit lost when there was a part when you're playing as the other character, Thomas, which is not a huge spoiler, I don't think. I guess spoiler alert, but not really. Um, that there's some indications of some Nazi things. And the team that the Bloober's a European team, and so it make and the game takes place in Poland, and it like makes sense that they reference the Nazis. And so I was like, oh, this is gonna be all Nazi stuff. But then it was just done. Like Thomas had a friend growing up that from what I could gather, because you're just putting bits and pieces of the story together that they were like hiding um in someone's under their bait floorboards or something and um I kind of I kind of wanted it to go that way because I didn't like the way it was going, which was a child abuse way, um, and I just that kind of stuff always just kind of makes me sick and make me cringe. But it did pull itself together really well, and without spoiling the ending, I thought it was really cool and reminded me of Psychonauts how all the like demons and and scary bad guys in this game um, they stemmed from someone's pain and someone's grief and sorrow and things like that and their anger and and the the horrible things inside of them and these were like manifestations of that which i think is always kind of cool so um again six is is like chapo said an okay game i'm glad i played it um i would have been disappointed had i paid full price for it which full price i think was only 40 um but i think it was worth 10 15 and it's absolutely worth uh you know, three or four hour playtime for free on Game Pass. So glad I played it. Got me into the Halloween mood. Nice. Would you say that it would be, you'd be, would you play the sequel if there was another one? Probably not. Really? Like yeah. if they had a, the thing is, is, is it probably, I, I have to imagine they would get, way better right and so some of those things like I talked about like the controls that were just 
entirely to like PlayStation One. They really were PlayStation One era because it was like that Resident Evil Two where the camera was fixed. You could tell me it. Okay, then tell me why. How is that not? Are you just mad that I'm dogging on Resident Evil Two more than anything? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so I think they would be able to get around that and fix that, but they clearly know how to do writing well and atmosphere well. And um, so, yeah, I would. Okay. Um, Chipotle Bear, do you have any interest in playing the medium? I mean, I I was ex- I was interested originally because it was one of, like you said, it was one of the first ports that was like a Series X game like made for the system. And in the horror genre, I like horror genre. Uh, you know, from your review and Chance's review, like, I, I'm i looking, I guess, for more action in the horror realm as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, just a great story that you're kind of walking through. Um, and I, what I would say to the listeners is if you're choosing between Medium or Resident Evil 8, it sounds like I would play Resident Evil 8 hands down, just in terms, like, of a fun Halloween or scary game for the month of October. Not to hate on Medium. Again, I hope they I hope they do well. I hope if they do a sequel, they kind of are able to work out some of those kinks and stuff. But right now, no, I'm not really I'm not really looking to play Medium anytime soon. Chipotle Bear, do you have physical copies of Assassin's Creed and Resident Evil? Or was Resident RE8, Evil? I don't. I bought that one digitally. Because uh, I finally started learning my lesson from you guys. Like, why am I buying these physically? I do have Assassin's Creed Valhalla physical, though, if you want that one still. Yeah, probably not. Um, so I, speaking of spooky games, thank you, Bubble Boy, for your review of the medium. Uh, Chance and I both agree. I think it's worth your time if you're interested at all, uh, especially because it's not a very long game. And it should be an easy 1,000 out 1,000 if you're paying attention. But apparently old Bubble Boy got hosed again, just like in Mass Effect. I wanted to say I started playing Alan Wake Remastered and I'm just loving going back to it because I remember things, but I don't remember. It's like the perfect amount of time since I last played it. So it's like somewhat new to me. I'm like, oh, I remember now. What's really cool is hearing the commentary. Sam Lake, his little head will pop up in the corner and he'll start talking. And so I'm playing with the, the audio commentary on and that's adding uh it really hasn't done so much. I'm only right at the beginning, Jose. I've only gotten, I'm almost to the gas station at the beginning, I think is where you're going. And he hasn't said much, but he did mention he's going to talk about how it ties to control. So I'm I'm kind of excited to hear about that. And I, I think, Jose, I remember you said when you watched the trailer for this, you didn't really see much of a difference. I need to load up and download the original and kind of compare because to me, it looks good. It looks sharp, but like, is it like drastically better? I don't know. It probably is, but my mind is telling me, remembering, you know, like it looked so great back then, you know. I'm telling you, man, the version that I played, which I mean, talking like a month ago, I thought looked real good, for, especially for a 360 game that was not, it was, there was no like additional texture packs. There was no additional resolution. It was just a straight, you can, you can play this because it's an old 360 game. I thought it looked great. And the one curious, I'm curious, have you played a night scene yet in their new version? Yeah, I mean, you start out and you're in nighttime, and yeah, you yeah. remember. But well, I, I mean, mean, I didn't know if you'd gotten past like the kind of the prologue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got past the prologue, and I'm going. Well, I just does it look does it look really nice? Because I thought it looked really. It good. It looks really sharp. It it looks good, but like I said, I think it's just in my mind. I thought the game looked great, and it, it is up to 4K and it is 60 FPS. But again, it's just Remedy games in general look great to me, just like Quantum Break did, just like control looked good i did turn off the film grain and motion blur because i just i'm not a big fan of that so i tend to turn that off so 
Um, I highly recommend it. Again, guys, if you have not played Alan Wake, my gosh, totally worth the it's money. It's a must play. Must I'm going to try to go for the achievements, but I don't know. I think you have to play through it twice because it's ju- it's literally just the original game. Like like Jose said, you have to go, you have to beat it once and then you unlock Nightmare Mode. Then you have to play it again on Nightmare Mode. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. We'll see how much I'm I'm digging it, but I'm I'm loving it. A chance? Did you have a question? Well, and I'm glad you just said that because that was that's what's going to make me probably skip it. Um, the because I was like, oh, this is great. Now that it's like this remaster, they'll probably just let you start with nightmare mode. Um, and I just, I, yeah, that really bothers me that yeah. it can't. You would think it would it would be able to do that. So, and it's a lot of collectibles. And I remember there was maybe one or two achievements. I can't remember if it was. I think there's some that are like timed. You have to do it, and I think there's one where you can't die. And so I don't know. There's there's a few in the DLC. I remember that were a little tricky. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this all over again. I just kind of want to enjoy it. So shout out to Remedy, Remedy, and Sam Lake and Alan Wake. Yes. Before we start talking about Battlefield, I'll also say I'm playing Scarlet Nexus, and I'm at at the very end of my first playthrough, and I'll be very very excited to give a a very thorough, better than, than what I just did with the medium, very thorough review of oh, Scarlet Nexus because so, I'm so really spoiler. enjoying it. Okay. Good to hear. That's that that's good news. So shout out to Scarlet Nexus on Game Pass as well. So let's jump into it then, guys. Let's go straight to one of the big things that is happening this week as we record. It is October 6, 2021. The Battlefield 2042 beta is open I jumped in immediately, like at midnight last night, to play a little bit. <clears throat> Shout out to Zapatista Miggy. He was randomly on. It was good to play with him. We jumped in. I believe I just saw Jose playing it a little bit. Jose, why don't you tell me, since yours is probably very brief, since you probably haven't played that much, why don't you tell me just your initial impressions of the short time that you played it? I actually got to play quite a bit uh, because, like I said, uh, weird turn of events this week. My daughter has COVID, so I got stuck at home. Oh, uh, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Uh, okay. I, as much as I would love to say I played all day, we had to do like her schoolwork and stuff. But anyway, found some time to play this afternoon, and um, I am I am really enjoying it. I really am. I will say it's not perfect by any means, the beta. And I will say it's it's actually way more glitchy than the Halo beta was. Like I, It's very significant. Like There are lighting glitches. There are movement glitches. I've had trouble getting in sometimes, so the server issues. Like I've never, I've gotten, I have not gotten diced. I do want to say that publicly on the record. I have not gotten diced, but it's it's definitely not as smooth. It's definitely a clear beta, and I'm okay with that. Honestly, like that's what betas are for, right? Um, But I've actually been pleasantly surprised how much I've been able to get in, and that once I'm in, I have not gotten kicked. So knock on wood, it's not like it's not that unstable where you're in it and then you glitch and you're out. It's once you're in, you seem to be okay. Um, once you get past all of that kind of the beta stuff and the glitching, I just, it's, it's been, I think the controls are really tight. I, it feels really good to be back as a medic. That was always the class that I liked playing. And so being able to like run and revive people, uh, it it just came back. Like it was all rushing back to me, all the controls and everything like that. Um, so I just need to practice a little bit. I do love the game mode right now. The only thing you can play is the all out warfare on the giant and it is a giant map. Um, definitely just a pro tip. If you get into the beta this weekend, uh, don't start at the end of the map without a vehicle because you will. Ha- it'll take you 15 minutes to run into action. Like you're better off just grenading yourself and falling in somewhere else. Um, but really fun. Um, it, you know, it, it definitely is one of those where if you can play with friends or squad mates, it'll be 
10 times more fun because one of you is support and one of you is class and like assault and that kind of stuff. I do. I actually really like the new control system where you can change the loadouts mid game. It took me a little bit to get used to like holding the trigger and using the X, Y, A, B buttons. But once I figured it out, I really like that system. And I like the fact that you can change the quote unquote, like look of your character, even if you're not that class. So like, even though I'm a medic, I dress like a sniper. Like I like that piece of it. So overall, man, I'm excited. It definitely gets me hyped for it. Um, I definitely like to see some of the other things. I did get to play one match where there was one of the tornadoes, like the F5 tornadoes, and I didn't get to get in it. Like I, I was trying to run into it and I kept getting shot every time. Um, but it was really cool. Like I really like that piece. So I'm excited to see what else comes. Okay. Bubble Boy, do you have positive thoughts or should I just dump my negative thoughts? No, right I, away? I have a what lot are... of positive. Um, I like the grappling hook. I think it needs to be able to shoot significantly further. And maybe that's like the realism part of it. But I, I mean, I was just like running because I did, I, and it wasn't the first time Chipo, it was like halfway through and I just accidentally clicked down on the home base and I was like, oh dear God. And I was like, oh, but I have this grappling hook. I'll try and go fast. But it wasn't that fast. I was finding it wasn't shooting more often than it was because I had the reticle too high. Um, so there was like nowhere to go to. But um, And then I will reiterate, like Chapo said, it's. I guess this is negative. It's almost unplayable by yourself um, because you, you do. You have to have a medic. You have to have an engineer. You have to have that support class. Like and that assault class and I just spawning on somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, I, I was extremely happy. The f- like first two things that I did and it was so amazing. And I took out like three guys in a row because I snuck up on them. Right. Which is something that would be so much harder to do in, in something like halo. Um, and I just loved the precision of the guns. Um, but yeah, then I was just getting destroyed because I couldn't communicate with the rest of my squad. And um, I did see tons of lighting issues, ton- like if out of control, if the game actually ran that way when it comes out, like I will be asking for my money back kind of thing, like inexcusable yep. lighting stuff. And then tons of lag. Um, I, again, never got diced. I think I started to think I was getting diced, but I was just being impatient. Um, so I didn't get to see the tornado, so I'm jealous, Jose, but, um, there was that big building that you go to. I, I liked the way you could like take an elevator half up or you could take the stairs halfway up and stuff. And there were, was the door working for you guys? Because I literally just first. would morph through the door well, and, I wonder, and then just press the button. See, and so I, at first I was like, oh, it's glitched. But then I was like, I wonder if it just shuts off halfway through the level or if it has something to do with like a power cert. I don't know. Yeah. I only used the rope. I, I didn't use the elevator. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to bust this uh, positive party you got going on. I got to bring the concerns. Okay. So like... Chance and Jose both said, I'm glad you experienced this because I was talking to Raven and he was like, I don't notice any lighting issues. There are serious shadows and lighting oh issues. Oh my God. And it everywhere. like strobe light effects. It's bad. Yes. It, and there, there I, I tried to make a clip of like, yeah, like what Chance said. There was this weird effect going on when I was just aiming down my pistol at a guy, shooting him. Very weird. I feel like, let's, let's go. So there's the first thing lighting is graphics. To me, I'm not that impressed. I, I do understand this is a much bigger game than Halo, but 
I feel like Halo looks and plays so much smoother. And yes, it is a hundred and whatever amount of guys on a way larger map. But to me, Battlefield, you, I don't know if you need to add more. Like bigger and more doesn't always necessarily mean a better game. And I just, I'm a little concerned that they're trying to do too much in a massive area. Like Jose said, if you spawn somewhere where you're, you're not by a vehicle, have fun running for a half an hour before you see anybody, and then you'll get popped by somebody in a bush because you can't, you can barely see players. Uh, you can easily get spawn camped in this. I guess this is just a battlefield thing in general, and I'm not used to it, but I just feel like there's a lot going on. The HUD is a little confusing to me. I feel like sometimes I can't read it, it's not very clearly detailed. I also feel like there's way too much going on. Uh, the guns, I tried the DMR. They give you a two-time scope on it. That gun is worthless with a two-time scope. I didn't feel like the guns were that great. I don't know. Jose said you thought they were dialed in. I, I thought they like were way just... just the – and it probably is the precision of the way you have to aim down the scope, right, or aim down the sights versus in Halo where you don't always do that. Yeah, it, I guess. But that's, that brings me to another point. Go ahead. Sorry, finish what you're well, saying. Well, it just – Again, it, and maybe it's the maybe it, I'm thinking about it wrong in, in the way you can get such precision kills so much quicker than you can in Halo. Um, that it's more that than but the guns see, themselves. I don't know. Let me say that every but party needs a pooper, that's why we invited Dan. <laughs> okay, but we, I'm comparing it to Call of Duty, which does give you a nice range of close range red dot to three so times. So you're right. And I feel like that is a, a lot better and a lot more balanced. You're right. I think we Call need to stop comparing it to Halo and compare it to Call of Duty, which is yeah, two I'm years not, old now, by the way. No, I was. Which Sorry, is crazy. I, I said we. Yeah. I was comparing it to Halo. Um, yeah. it, when you think about it that way, that compared to this two-year-old game, no, Warzone is significantly feels significantly mm -hmm. yeah exactly and i also I, feel when you're aiming down sights with guns it it doesn't i'm not getting it doesn't feel like you're zooming in that much like it's barely anything like it's not it's hard i don't know about you guys but i was having a hard time just seeing guys and targeting them yep absolutely and aiming at them and i can't remember other battlefields being quite like this i don't know maybe it's been well, a long time but it, go it ahead, has been a long time that's one point i wanted to make is that remember they haven't made a game that's in the modern setting with modern weapons in a long time. Like we're talking five plus years, dude. And here's the other part that we're forgetting that it's true in Warzone. And I know this because, Dan, you are a much better Warzone player than me. For the record, everyone knows it. Calipigian knows it. Nico knows it. Like I am not very good at Warzone. But in Warzone, we've played so much at this point that we have all of the guns, we have all of the attachments, we have all of the perks. The same thing in Battlefield. We have none of that. These are all the very first stock guns that you get, and they suck, right? But it's like any no, game. like see, It's going to take time for you to get better games and better agree, gear. Jose, usually the first ones are decent because they have to make it accessible to most players. Just like in Halo, the AR and the pistol, the, you're, you can be fine with that. In Call of Duty, those initial M4s or whatever, the, the MP5, those were some of the best games for a long time. They're giving us decent guns. It, uh, something's just off about it. I, 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 On the positives, it was quick to get, get into a game. It is impressive, the scale of everything, yes. But I, again, I'm not the biggest fan of everything being so massive. Um, it feels like Battlefield. It's just mayhem. Like I, I forget that Battlefield is just crazy madness. Is, and I, mayhem is the right word. And it's just a different type of play style. But maybe my thing is, is like, am I missing it as much as I want to miss it? Or, you know, like, 
is Battlefield something I just have such a strong place in my heart for that I want to like it more, but maybe I've kind of moved on or it hasn't evolved enough? I don't know. To me, it just it seems a little off and it definitely seems a little wonky and that's not good. This is we are closer to this launch than we are Halo. And Halo, I know it's a completely different game. It has more time has had more time in development, but I, Halo just seems like it's going to be a much more complete and I have more faith in that game. I I'm excited for the potential of Battlefield, but unlike I feel like Chance and Jose, they both said they it feels like Battlefield and they're excited for it. I'm not as excited for this as I thought I was going to be, and I guess I'm just a little disappointed. It is the first beta. Like Jose said, we don't have all the guns. We don't have everything. But to me, something just feels off. And when I play it, you guys, by the way, we didn't even talk about the graphics. I don't think the graphics are that impressive. Like this, to me, screams a cross-gen game like Battlefield 4 was to Xbox One and 360. And and I know Halo Infinite is cross-gen too, but I feel like Halo Infinite looks way better than this. And when I'm playing it, Chance, it, it reminds me of Ghost Recon Wildlands. Like that's the kind of feeling I'm getting with the not only the the jungle setting, obviously, in the map, but just the way they aim down sights and some of the views and the movement and the wonky. Like it, it just feels like like it's it's like a wannabe battlefield game to me. So I, I want to be excited. I'm glad it's back in to the modern or future I, setting. And I wonder too, and I'm sorry, I, I have concerns. Take off for a second again. Um, did either of you mention that like conquest was always my least favorite way of playing anyway, just because it was so huge. And if you're not and playing long, like these games take forever. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, there was a point where it was like, what is the purpose? What is, what am I doing right now? Yeah. Um, because yeah. I was in a game too, where we just absolutely dominated and that wasn't fun. Other games no. were like, if you were to dominate like that in Warzone, that would be a freaking blast, right? Like you would be like, oh my yeah. God, we each got 12 kills and, or, you know, yeah. something like that. Um, I think if we were playing Rush right now, we would all have a, a probably a little bit better of an impression just Maybe. because, and especially on that one, like if, if I was pwning the way we were earlier or in the last game I played that it would have been so much more fun and you would have been able to see like physically like, oh, okay, yeah, here, we got that objective, we got that objective or we crushed them at yeah. the first one and they didn't even get past the first one, something like that, I don't know. So I, I, I what I'll say is I'm still excited. I am glad I didn't pre-order it though. Yes, <laughs> that's will. exactly what my next point. Yeah. It's like, is this worth $90 when Halo Infinite is free even yep. if we didn't have game pass yep. and warzone is free and that's all i play on call of duty i don't even need vanguard and i like their campaigns way better than battlefield's campaigns besides bad company so yeah that's the thing is like i'm like is this worth the money Ooh, i might be and waiting I'd, I'd i don't be know if i'm gonna pre-order so this. disappointed i might it, i think it at best what i'll do is just get the 60 dollars version which i guess is 52 um, at most, because just imagine if it doesn't get better and you spent, that's Jose's tattoo, right? The no regrets. 
Like, oh boy. By the way, guys, ever since you said that, there's this song I have on my on my when I'm listening to music. It's called No Regrets. Or whenever I see regrets anywhere, I think of no regrets. Now every time I read something and I'm like, it's that stupid commercial. No, it's not a commercial. It's a it's a crappy movie. It's from We're the Millers. That's what that movie was. I thought there was a commercial of him getting a tattoo or something that says no regrets. No, it's yeah, there's a Snickers commercial too. Yeah, the kid has it like on his chest and he's like, No, I'm saying you know what I'm saying? He's like, well, yeah, I'm, I speak English and I'm breathing, so I do know what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> so, okay, a, a few more positives of Battlefield. I do like it's back to Modern Center. I do like the, the return of the motion sensor. The, the, I, I like that uh, there's kind of like, I think it's a timer where you can throw a health pack and then it'll recharge and you can have them. The buttons are the same. I like how you can pick different characters, oh, different hold, guns. Hold, stop, 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 stop. I forgot to mention my biggest pet peeve why can why do you have to push a button before you throw a grenade? Why do you have to yeah, equip I agree. grenades? Are you yep. kidding me? I agree. Yeah, I agree. We're, I you're right. When I press right on the D pad, just put out the health. Why do I have to put yeah, it out and then press right the trigger hell? to throw it out? And, okay, yeah, and, there, and you agree. can say like, well, it's unrealistic to think you could just like you're here and then throw. It. I'm like, okay, all of these are unrealistic. Okay, and on like, the other games, you just did it anyway. No, so yeah. stick with it, Battlefield. I love the attachment adjustment. Whether or not it really does much, I don't know. And I think that might have to deal. Now I'm thinking about it with when you're aiming down sights while some guns feel like they get no kind of magnification well and some do is maybe that whole hold lb and switch your attachments really just does minor things i don't know but I, I like the idea of it it's way better than whatever it was before where you had to go back out to the main menu to customize any guns or anything in the previous battlefield games so i do like that um i think i'm excited but like uh, I don't know if I'm going to pre-order this. And, and you're excited scary. to play with the friend group. That's what makes it exciting. It would it by itself, in of itself, there are lots of concerns. Yeah, and not to mention the jank. Like, let's be real, guys. This beta is a little rough. Oh, that's what I was going to say. My last point. I actually downloaded it on my laptop. So I have a laptop with a sixteen uh, G, uh, Nvidia sixteen sixteen Ti. So, so it's not even the last gen. It's the gen before, and it actually runs this at 1080p. I think I'm getting 60 FPS. I don't have a tracker in there, but I'm pretty sure it is. And it felt good on my, it felt better on my laptop, my few year old laptop now specs compared to the Series X. That is not good. That is not acceptable. Well, I was getting except zero. remember, this was originally supposed to be a PC beta. That's why they got pre access to it. So maybe that's part of the issue. Yeah, I definitely feel like, I feel like the PC beta is running way better than the console experience that I had. So again, please, I hope we don't get diced. I'm holding off on my pre-order, and to me, that's not a good sign. I'd like to play it with you guys, so maybe we can get on it, but uh, let's move on. We spent a lot of time on the Battlefield impressions. Let's fly through the news, you got you guys. Xbox News. First one, I'm shooting straight to Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy, there... Well, actually, didn't you buy one? There was a leak. There is a 512-gigabyte Xbox Series X storage expansion coming from Seagate. This is coming from Windows Central. Chance, 
did you buy the one terabyte or I did. Uh, I did with this five twelve. Okay. And I can't remember. I didn't even. I don't know if I mentioned it on last week's show. Two weeks ago, we talked when we talked about the um, where are your old systems, and I said, "Oh, I just wait for GameStop to have those ridiculous like stacking deals." I had that, and I picked. We up need the, to do a segment on the, and, our GameStop trade-ins yep, next week. Yep. Remind me. And um, so I got the one terabyte Seagate, um, and I just was for shits and giggles was showing Ashley the how fast it transfers. I transferred everything I had. I bet she got just so excited when she, she saw was that. actually even she, I know. Yeah. She was like, that's why she made the hoodie. She's like, like we're making that yeah, renegade you, hoodie right you now. You earned it. I'm talking like eight minutes that just, it was like, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I, don't have any interest in the 512. I feel like this is good for maybe Series S owners who want to get a little bit more storage. I'm still confused at how Chance is using all of it. Like I've got Destiny. Well, actually, Destiny's not that big. I have Master Chief Collection. I've got quite a few games, and I, I still have not failed. I have Flight Simulator. I don't have Marvel's Avengers, like I Jose there, with 200 it. gigs. It, it, yeah, it that was, was more huge. of like a... And then... And I'll say it, I'm kind of glad. I think I want to go download Warzone again now, and I'll have Warzone. Now you can. We'll have yeah. Maybe Battlefield yeah. and Halo and, right, like all these different. Well, I have it all in mind, so you have no excuse not to do it. I have Battlefield. I have Halo. I Dan's have... gone this weekend. You can join our quad this weekend. Yeah, there you go. Jump Nico. in. Chance, go start the download right now because it's going to take you a while. Jose, do you have any thoughts on this, or should we move on? I just I, – I, I'm not opposed to it, but it's weird that they made a they release a smaller version. Like it, it's really usually you start like a five twelve, then you release a terabyte later. If you're going to well, spend the money, just freaking spend a little more and get the terabyte, though, right? Like, because how much is it? Well, I'm assuming it's going to be half. So I'm a hundred bucks, I would say. And then, but yeah, have but the two terabytes but for hundred and fifty yeah. on sale to get it's, the other one, it's, it's it seems never like gone a down to one fifty. Lucky one eighty nine is the lowest I've seen it. So. Uh, I, I would go for the one terabyte if I had to pick one. I, I always say the more space, the better. But I, yeah. I again, it's another option for people to upgrade who need it. But again, this to me seems more like Series S or for some reason, if you're like Chance and you've got all these enhanced games, which I guess you do have a lot installed now and coming. So <laughs> get the one terabyte. All right, guys, moving on. Coming to Game Pass this October, we have, and this is just a little announcement, out uh, this was, what day was this? Just a couple days ago. Uh, total, totally accurate battle simulator. And this is coming from my good old friend, Wario64. I know this was probably posted on Xbox, but we love that Wario. Uh, 10, October 7th, the procession to cav- cavalry and visage. 1012 is back for blood. Wow. That's actually coming up pretty soon here. And destiny Two beyond light on PC. I will be putting that on my laptop. I do enjoy grinding out on my PC as well. That is fun to finally have. Uh, the expansions because Destiny is actually free to play on Steam or other places anyway. But with Game Pass, you get all the DLC. October fourteenth is Ring of Pain, the Rift Breaker, and October fifteenth is the Good Le- the Good Life. Um, Chance, do any of these games interest you or Jose? Are you guys going to check out Back for Blood? I, Were you guys big fans of the? I uh, never once played what? Left for Dead, right? Um, but I watched Jose play it and if he tells me he wants us to all get into it, I will download it and play it. Um, it's worth, I mean, again, it's free. It's let's give it a shot. I'd love to. Yeah. I think it's worth your time regardless. If you never played a left for dead game, I I mean, 
I had a lot of fun playing them, but it's definitely you gotta play with somebody. Like I don't know, Jose, did you ever play it by yourself or in any of or any of these uh, games screaming out to you or no? Yeah, I tried. Either. I tried by myself, and it's I mean it's doable esque, but it's definitely a lot more fun with the squad. Uh, so yeah, I, that was the really the big one that I was interested in was Back for Blood. Um, I, it gives me vibes of like last year. Remember we all downloaded Friday the Thirteenth and during October, and it was just like a blast to play during that month together. So this kind of seems to fill that same void in addition to potentially Battlefield and Halo obviously coming soon. But uh, that, I mean, I'm sure they're great games. I don't know. I probably won't get to all of them, obviously, just because of time. But uh, I just love to see all the free stuff coming for sure. So Yeah, and yeah. I think it's good for Back to Blood to come out when it is now that Battlefield is delayed because I think more people are going to play it as a result since they'll have this for a lot of October, then Call of Duty, then yeah, because Battlefield was supposed to be next week, right? Oh my was god! It? I thought it was like the fourteenth. Like I mid- thought. I thought it was like the twenty something. Yeah. Anyway, Either way, two weeks the, away. Woof, delay after it some more. Told, yeah, April, man. Delay April. It some more. This and this supposedly this is only I read this is a like months old build, only a couple months old. So okay, good luck. Next news announcement guys this is coming from our friends over at Eurogamer. those damn dirty brits ghost recon frontline is a new and evolving free-to-play shooter for up to 102 players with smaller 9v9 offering and other modes like i said this is from tom phillips over at Eurogamer. ubisoft has announced ghost recon frontline a new free-to-play class-based installment in its long-running tactical military shooter series Frontline will offer a variety of modes, but its flagship offering available at launch will be Expedition, a 102-person large-scale mode where teams of three complete objectives before calling for extraction. A secondary mode, Control, will offer 9v9 points-based affair, though details on this are more sketchy. In Frontline's reveal uh, during the Ghost Recon's 20th anniversary livestream, Ubisoft vaguely mentioned a traditional arena shooter offering as well as other additional modes which were launched with Frontline season by season. So guys, I'm hoping you watched the beta, or not the beta, the trailer on YouTube. I actually watched it. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited for this because this it seems to me like the roots of the old school Ghost Recon tactical games. It looks nice. It seems to be... I like the three-man squads. I'm getting a lot of Battlefield vibes with this. I'm getting some uh, old-school, like I said, Ghost Recon vibes. It's reminding me of my good old days with Pendog. Oh, Pendog, where are you? On the original Xbox, I used to play the first game I ever played online. Uh, this looks way better than whatever that last one, Chance, played full price for and beat. My goodness. St- and- I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. Was, don't go there. I liked Breakpoint. Oh, my gosh. It, w- it Breakpoint was... Chance- it we'll wasn't as point. good as Wildlands, but it was still a close. good game. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I and I will just skip on ahead here. I am excited as well. Uh, I really think that they learned again. You you learn from your mistakes, hopefully, right? And they did amazing things with Wildlands, and then they took a step back when they went to Breakpoint, um, and then hopefully took some time off to kind of one, re-energize, um, and then two, kind of come up with what they really wanted to do and what they were good at, which is that when you say three-man squads and that 9v9, that really, really um, gets my wheels turning, that I think that could be a lot of fun. So I'm not going to get my hopes up too high, but I have a feeling this is going to be a diamond in the rough that that we hopefully spend a lot of time with. 
I agree. And I also feel like I like the sound of that extraction where you have to like do objectives and extract. That sounds really cool too. A little bit of division mixed in there. Um, this sounds way cooler than Tom Clancy's X Defiant. That's for sure. Uh, Jose, what are your thoughts on this? Are you a Ghost Recon guy? I don't even think you really I are. I played Wildlands. I liked Wildlands okay. a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I didn't play Breakpoint. Uh, you know, so so kind of two minds here. One mind is that, like, God, there's just so many games that are in this genre that it, it's going to be hard for this one to potentially break through. But maybe, maybe like Chance said, a diamond and a rough. I like that. I like that verbiage that maybe this is will be a surprise hit of the season. Um, and I do like the universe. I, I also thought immediately of X Defy, and I was like, man, they are really stretching themselves in thin on some of these like IPs. Um, but definitely, I agree. I think the three verse three and the nine v nine gives me like Halo vibes. Like that's similar, like squad size. So like. I do think that could be really cool. Uh, obviously, execution will be paramount, but I'm sure it'll be visually stunning. So I'm excited. I mean, I will check it out for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm excited as well. This is a kind of Ubisoft move that I think we should praise. I don't. Know, I guess it's getting downvoted a lot, but I I feel like if you're a real Ghost Recon fan, you'd appreciate this well, kind of direction. I think some of that is just people just because of that X Defiant thing, right? And they're yeah. just going to lump them together. And I'm like, no, this is like the no answer to that. Yeah. And maybe, and I'm sure yeah. what they'll do if it has any amount of success is later on you can buy skins. Since it's free to play, you can buy your Splinter, oh, yeah. I mean, scale, Splinter Cell skins. Speaking of Splinter Cell, they just, you know, I was thinking Microsoft should just buy the rights to make a game with one of their studios. Have somebody do that. That They'll do a great job. If you if Ubisoft doesn't want to do, make those kind of single player games, Microsoft, go in there and get it. That would be Arcane. amazing. That would be, man, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But they're doing, they're doing other stuff. But any, anybody, any of the Xbox studios, would be, I was even thinking like Coalition could make a great third person game. Let's move on. And of course, we just can't escape him. Also coming from Eurogamer, from Tom Phillips, Konami has reportedly greenlit a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Uh, this is supposedly in the works, and Konami is handling development over to Virtuous Studios. And this is coming to a VGC report that also lists a number of other upcoming unannounced Konami projects, such as remasters, remasters of other Metal Gear Solid titles and New Castlevania reimagining being worked on internally, all due to be announced next year. Gentlemen, I'm not going to lie. A Metal Gear Solid 3, not one of my favorites, Chance. In, in fact, everyone loves that one. I would go Metal MGS 1, 4, 2, 3. And I forgot about 5, but 5 to me wasn't a complete game. Um that I'm not so much excited as for the MGS3 remake. I'm completely excited if they remake any of those other games and bring them to Xbox, especially like if they brought the Twin Snakes version of the GameCube MGS over. That would be amazing. You, you I'm excited that like Konami. Two better than three. Two was awful. I I did. I, I did. I was not the biggest three fan. Anyway, we sh we'll, we'll have that as a warm up some other time, guys. Top five Metal Gear Solid games. Great topic. Uh, I'm very happy that Konami is going is making games apparently or giving them out to somebody. Konami was really focused on their like what do they own, Jose? They own like gambling machines and like they own everything. Like I guess they own gyms and don't they own like, this Street Fighter versus Capcom, right? Don't they own that IP too? Uh, no, is that's no, it's Capcom. Capcom. It's probably like those anyway, pachinko machines no, in Japan. Yeah, they 
They own pachinko machines. They own like, they're like huge in Japan. Like gaming is just a small random sector of their business model and their success. So I'm excited that they're, they're doing this. Uh, Jose, do you have any interest in Metal Gear remakes or are we, were any of you guys a Castlevania fan? I don't know. Did you play Symphony of the Night in either of you? I never did. I, I, I would be interested in some Castlevania stuff. Uh, just for a quick chance. I, with Metal Gear, I didn't get into it till much later. What I what I think is strange about this is like, don't release them out of order. Like that's a weird thing to do if you're really trying to get I people agree. into the story. Go back to one. And, and here's the thing. I understand that one may not be visually or story or whatever as good as the later games because they just came so much further with like better hardware and software. But it's like Mass Effect. We all knew in the trilogy that Mass Effect 1 was not going to be as good as 3 in the remake, but it's still really, it is still really good and it still was such an important part of filling in the rest of the story. It would have been bizarre for like for them to release 3 and then a year later release 1 and then 2, you'd be like, this is bizarre. Like, I don't think that's a smart move, I'll be honest with you. That's my thoughts, Chance. That's no, got Hideo Kojima written all over it, right? No, let's hit him with the curveball and go three, two, well, four, one. <laughs> like, no, well, I, but it, it is. Think work. about. Remember, he got fired from Konami. Remember, okay, well, yeah, so this is all Konami owning the IP. And I'm sorry if you reason. just said it, Jose, because I, I like. I, sorry, did you say? Did you bring up the Resident Evil? Like, they need to take a page out of Resident Evil's book and just look. They did it right. Do one. Do two. Do three. It's perfect. I, I didn't say Resident Evil, but yeah, that's basically what I was saying. It's just like you, if you're going to really try to get people into the story and remake the games, go back to the beginning. Don't start at three and then go back before that. Gotcha. So Chance, one more quick question for you on this. Did you played Symphony of the Night originally when yes, it launched on, on PlayStation Bash with Bogus. Oh. Um, I played it on the what did you think? PSP. PS Vita? P. I had a P. What, P. I liked it. It was like cool. It? It I, I do remember, and I know... Gosh, I'll probably any super fanboys will stop listening to our show after this. Um, I didn't like that. You know what the big twist in it is, right? Where you, after you, can well, I spoil actually, this? Write, right? Don't you like? Okay, spoiler, 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 spoiler. But um, like, don't you like beat it and you're like flips you, or and whatever? It flips like, and you do the upside yeah. down, and I was like kind of ready to be done with it when I beat it, <laughs> like the normal beat it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I it. I, and I understand why it's so high up there on so many people's lists and that that was just like revolutionary, but it, to me, it wasn't so, but it was a good yeah. game. I enjoyed okay. it. All right. I have it on my, I bought it because it's backwards compatible on my Xbox. I like tried the first like 10 minutes of it and I like got lost and I was like, okay, I give up. So maybe <laughs> someday I'll go back if they do another remake. Uh, second to last story here, guys. And this is just, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this, Jose. Since you are a resident uh, Harvard of the West, Twitch had a big source code leaked today, and this is this happened today on the on October sixth. This is coming from Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer. Uh, Twitch has acknowledged this morning's reports of a security breach and it says it is investigating further. And we can confirm that a breach has taken place. Our teams are working with urgency to understand the extent of this. We will update the community as soon as the additional information is available. Thank you for bearing with us. So a 126 gigabyte torrent has been uploaded to 4chan, describing the Twitch community as a disgusting, toxic cesspool. And the intention of the leak is to foster a more just more disruption and competition to online video gaming streaming space. And so according to the post, the leak includes the following and the entirety 
of Twitch.tv with comment history going back to its early beginnings, mobile desktop and video game consoles, Twitch clients, various proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services used by Twitch, every other property that Twitch owns, including ID, IGDB and CurseForge, an unreleased Steam competitor from Amazon Games, the Twitch uh, SOC internal red teaming tools, and Creator, this is the big one, I actually looked at this, Creator Payout reports dating back to 2019. Chance, I want to ask you really quickly here, since I'm sure Twitch doesn't really interest you very much since you're not a big streamer. What do you think the range of? I saw like 10 names of like, or maybe it was like 10 to 20 streamers per month. What do you think the range was that they were earning in September of like, it was just, it might've been just been last month. Per month? Monthly um, income from streaming. You saying the top five or like a range from the highest to lowest? This is a range of like, I think the top 20. Both of you, you want to guess? You I'm guessing you say 50,000 to 150. Oh, I'm going to say way more than that. <laughs> Jose, way more let's than hear that. yours. I'm going to say it's six figures or seven figures. For I'm one month. Mm-hmm. For one month. Okay, so Jose is very close. The smallest number I saw was $10,000 in a month for streaming. Okay. And then the highest was in like the 700, 800,000 in a month for streaming on Twitch. Can you believe these numbers, gentlemen? And shout out to Miggy, one of our best friends. He sent us a text saying, there's some guy streaming on there and he had like a shirt on that said like, suppress the rich or like, you know, help the poor or something along those lines. And he was making 200,000 a month. So a <laughs> Jose month? and Chance. That's more than, yeah. that's, well, I was going to say it's more than all of us put together in a year, oh, yeah. but it might no. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm saying in a Way year more. though, but maybe not. But close in a in a in a lifetime. In a month, absolutely. Um, so, first of all, I did read someone saying, "Well, think about the top base major league sports players. Like how much money they're making. They're at the top of their game. That that's why they get paid so much. And that's true to an extent, but." I, anyway, it was unfathomable to me to... God dang it. What, what have we had? We're at... Uh... <laughs> 101.05 <laughs> F-bomb by Wally. Um, um, no, if I, I could just make $10,000 a month. The difference that people get upset about is because there's... Well, you didn't even work for it, right? Like, you didn't get off your butt to do that. But even us who are avid gamers are, like, upset about it. And I think the reason is because we're like, well... What's different about me or you? Like, Daniel, your stream, I can remember you streaming Outlast, and I had having an absolute blast watching you when, and Pony would like moderate them. Um, what, it's, is it dumb luck that like some people, is it the right connections? What is it that makes it stand out? I know some of the girls that do it, it, I can understand why they make it. And that's a little, you know, upsetting to me just because it's such objectification, but I like, why not? Why can't we do that and make it? That's why we need to do, we'll do when this uh, new ghost recon comes out, we'll do the three man teams and, Start yeah, making well, seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no, you're right, Chance. It, some of it is absolutely luck timing. Like I feel like Tim the Tapman. I remember seeing him when he first started, and he was just funny, and he just happened to be on like the front page. Barely had fifty viewers, right? But 
he, he was like I said, he was funny. He he would he had this cool little Tim, you know, whenever someone would subscribe or donate or whatever, and it just he just built on it, built on it. I do feel like Doctor Disrespect is on a whole nother level with production and acting and staying in that role, and I I do kind of understand it. A lot of it is luck. A lot of it is skill. Uh, I would say a lot of it does take a lot of. Uh, like with the doc, I think he has skill and he also has the persona that he does a great job and he puts so, in the effort. Well, okay. So just think about it this way. If all three of us were to quit our jobs today, could we, between Daniel's skill Chip- of, of video games, Chipo's skill of computers Charisma. and my absolute hilarity, could we pull it off? And I think the answer no. is yes. And I think we should all quit our yes. jobs. Yeah, with, let's do with it. With the of, of, of luck. Call, think... call Lynn and I'm met up. I don't have a principal, so I don't have to call anybody. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, Jose, let me hear your thoughts on the whole leak and also how much these streamers are making. I mean, the leak itself, I mean, I know people freak out. And and, and I don't want to say that's unjustified. It's It's always reasonable to be concerned about your data privacy. Like, that's totally reasonable. But like we've said before in the show, uh, unfortunately, it's just a, it's a function of the world we live in today. In a world where everything is digital, there are always going to be people trying to break down that digital hierarchy for whatever reason, because they feel like Twitch is disgusting, because they want your personal information. Who knows? Um, and so, is you know, the, your best defense of that is is not finding the most perfect solution because that doesn't exist. The best defense is just being able to adapt to it as you need to. Watching your accounts, taking care of your stuff, um, and having strong passwords, you know, definitely helps. Um, but in terms of, you know, the Twitch leaks, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a little laughable to me that people are so upset by the money. There's a reason why this is a billion or almost trillion dollar business every year. Like, where do you think that money goes? It doesn't go to buying hardware or software. It goes entirely to, to the content creation piece of it. And yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. Like it's unfathomably me to, to make six figures a month playing video games. Like that seems so far away from anything I could ever do, but I'm also not, I don't put in the time. And that's the thing people also don't realize like, yeah, Tim the Tatman probably makes a buttload of money, but he spends more than eight hours a day on his computer gaming commentary he probably has a full production team he's paying other people he's not just some dude living in his mom's basement who's making a ton of money like that that is a lie that has been fed by like the media that that can happen like even ninja the biggest name in in Fortnite, you know a year ago sorry for the cat noise um you know he he worked a lot and he he did get lucky to be fair he got into a new game he was really good at it on the front end of it but at the same time he he puts in hours and hours of work to do this kind of stuff and whether you like it or not he's a good player like you you can't watch his stuff and not be like damn yeah. that was and impressive started in halo too yeah so you know i i guess i guess Nick. more props to him uh you know what i'm saying like i i would love to do that one day i hope the podcast takes <laughs> yeah. off and we can quit our jobs exactly. i would love to do that uh but you know since i can't it doesn't mean i can't enjoy other people and if it's if this is if we truly live in this micro economy one last point. You remember you remember 10 years ago when cable was still a big thing and everybody was like Comcast or whatever your cable company was. And then they were like, oh, cable companies are going to start offering a la carte channels. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this is mind blowing. And, and we didn't think that reality would ever come. And now the Internet has flown so far past that with things like Patreon and OnlyFans and all these things. We basically built that economy for ourselves 
we're seeing the same thing, right? The difference is now instead of a mega corporation like Comcast making all of that money, even though Comcast is doing fine, we're seeing it spread out to the people and people putting their money where they want to see stuff. And if you are good at content creation, the money will come, right? With a little bit of luck, of course, and maybe some good lucks for sure. So, sorry, I, I yeah. talked a lot. Chance. No, because no, I want to piggyback right off of that. The people that are upset about this, and I like, because you could call me upset about it. What's strange to me is because this is all crowdfunded, right? Like when you jump on and you donate to that, who's clicking on that article and writing that they're upset about it unless there's someone who cares about Twitch and is donating to Twitch, right? Like my mom, who wouldn't ever even know what Twitch is, even if I explained it to her every time I saw her for the next year, two years from now, she'd be like, wait, what? Twitch? Are you okay? Like you have like a something wrong with your eye? No, these are people who, yeah, right, like that, and that that clearly care about the medium and the platform. You're the problem, <laughs> so don't complain about it, right? Like, I I, I don't understand that. I th- I think it stems from jealousy, and I think it stems yeah. just from a, that internet. Like, I have my soapbox, and everybody needs to hear it, kind yeah, of thing. That's, that's just like. No, man, good for all those people. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth to think that, again, all three of us, you combine our salaries and we have a fraction of that and we work our butts off in jobs that, because then the other side of that, let's remember, are very meaningful jobs and have a pretty massive impact on today and the future, I like to think. Um, Not sure that's the case for even someone like Ninja. So we we got him beat there, boys. Yeah, we we got to meet somewhere. At least guys. we could sleep good. We're losing our hair and we're gaining weight. Yeah, and we can sleep good. Speaking of hair, I was getting my hair cut today, guys, and I looked down and I just saw so many gray hairs. Like I remember when it was just like, oh, there's a few here or there. Yeah, and you're now like, did you forget like... to clean up after the other guy? Like, was he <laughs> yeah, the like, old oh guy that gosh. sat here? Is that? Babe, but at least we've got hair right there, bubble boy. Um, so let's close off with the final news story, and I, and this is simply. For Jose, because he's the biggest Apple simp there is in America, uh, he wanted to brag about Apple's recent uh, gaming. Go ahead, Jose, sh- share your your news. For the record, I did not want to brag. I don't even own stock in Apple. What would I be bragging about? You would, yeah. But I mean, if you could, well, you could. Dan's right. I, I am a huge Apple simp for sure. Uh, there was a recent story that uh, came out that said that as of I think it was like a couple days ago. Apple is officially the biggest gaming company in the world. If you combine all of Microsoft, PlayStation's, Activision's, and Nintendo's earnings together, Apple's is more than that this year. They actually made $8.5 billion in profits just on gaming this year. And, you know, we had a conversation in our little uh, chat channel today that obviously, like, when we talk about gaming on your Apple device, whether that's an iPad or phone or your Mac, whatever, we're, they're different games, right? It's not, we're not playing the the big 2042s and the uh, Warzones and stuff like that, even though you, you can. I mean, they have, like, PUBG Mobile, Warzone Mobile, that kind of stuff. We're talking about, like, my tr- microtransactions, and it is pretty insane what people will put into that economy. So we're not really comparing apples to apples, but it is I, I always like to just bring it up because of perspective, right? Because when we talk about all these acquisitions between these companies and all the big moves that I think all these companies are doing and how much we love these companies, and we're, we're honestly cheering on all of them because it's a, it's a medium that we all love, it's pretty mind-boggling to know that they are just, they're really shadows in, in, the, in 
the world of corporations with some other studios. And, um, you know, it's been interesting watching the Apple stuff. If you've been following it with like the Epic trial and all that stuff, like admittedly, I think Apple does charge too much for their developers. I would love to see them be more reasonable. They make plenty of money. I, I will be the first to admit that. Um, but I also, on the other side, think they do make, I think they make good products. That's why people buy them. That's why people love them. Um, and so I, I hope, I truly do believe that Apple is a good hearted company if such a thing could exist. And I, I would love to just see them do more in that realm. Um, not just with gaming, it's, but just with encouraging gaming and encouraging healthy stuff. You know, one, one quick note, I know people make fun of Apple Arcade. I think Apple Arcade was a good step in that direction. Instead of these games that require mark microtransactions, you pay the monthly fee, which again is more money to Apple, but then you get a full game and they're, they're good games. Like I've been playing through them. They're cool games. Uh, you know, they don't compare to Xbox, but they're, they're pretty dope. So yeah, sounds like Xbox game pass. Um, thank yeah. you. No, and, for sharing, yeah. But. And cause pun intended, it's not apples to apples, right? It's apples to oranges. And that's where it like, I, I was shocked, but then not even shocked and not surprised. It's like, okay, we'll then put that up next to how much money did the MCU make last year or something like that. It's almost the same kind of like not comparison comparison. Cause it's a, it's a totally different, like my mom and your moms are probably included in that Apple um, gaming thing, right? That doesn't yeah, make they them accidentally gamers. ordered an extra thing from Candy Crush yeah. two years ago. Like, yeah, yeah no, exactly. and my mom yeah, playing I mean, Solitaire and Words with Friends and stuff. Like, and I know those probably games don't cost, but um, that's the kind of yeah, that's the kind of market that they're weighing in on. Which yeah. is, think of all of the people you know. How many of them are gamers? Or just at your work, how many gamers are there at Bear Creek versus how many? Just normal people Have are there iPhone. with an iPhone. And who will play some dumb game to pass the time. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And this just shows how uh, how much, like Jose said, how much money goes into gaming. Yeah. And now we know why Microsoft spent so much money on acquiring these studios. Like they know that content and these kind of subscriptions are going to be key. Apple knows that. Amazon knows that. PlayStation knows that. But they're doing their own thing. The same with Nintendo. So there's there's a lot of money to be made. Breaking news, though. Thank you for that story, Jose. Breaking news. I don't know if you can see this on my cracked screen. Victoria Martinez started following Xbox Record This. We did it, you guys. We got it. It's because I threw the stink eye over her when she went to bed over <laughs> got another follow ago. <laughs> Thanks, baby. She's like, oh, Thanks, I, yeah, yeah, I, I got to follow this idiot's like, podcast. Oh, I yell at me again. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Moving on, let's close off with the good old days really quick here. We were thinking, this comes from Rock, Rock Quarry. Shout out to Rock Quarry, a big time babble. Go check out his podcast and all of his stuff on the on the and his merch. Rock Quarry uh, sent us a text earlier saying, hey guys, what should we talk about? And I remember Jose sent out a response saying, top scary movies. So Rock Quarry writes back in and says, hey boys, we love the topic so much. We want to hear your top scary movies from Xbox Record This. So thank you, Rock Quarry. You're welcome on the show. By the way, we got to get you on the show. Bubble Boy, go ahead. What were you going to say? Sorry, I need to go first, and you'll understand why. But I No, let me go first. Ow. I need to go first. No, I really do need to go first. I only have one. It's Signs. That's the spookiest movie I've ever seen. I'll never forget being at the theater <laughs> and seeing that alien walk by. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. 
just backing up. That scared the literal caca out of me. I still, whenever I watch it, even when I know it's coming, I'm like freaked out. I get chills up my spine, you guys. Signs. Underrated, scary movie. Awesome ending, though. I loved all of the, the whole oh pastor breaking away, oh the God. water. Love Signs. Almost M. Night Shyamalan's best And said, are movie. Shyamalan movies... Do those count as scary movies? Like, can it include <laughs> yes. one? Dude, you're telling me science didn't freak the caca out of you in that I thing. Really, alien the, the alien scene. You're right. The and the hand. Time, it's scary. Right. And the hand. Yeah. Okay. But Come that's on, your top dude. scary movie. I think okay. you misunderstood the assignment. And, and jump scares, because <laughs> the hand was a jump scare. The alien thing was like a, that shakes you to the core and you'll remember it's scary. Ooh, so. I have another one. I have another recent one. I, I For some reason, like I've seen scary movies, but none of them stand out to me. I have one more. I recently watched The Witch the last year, year before. Also, very spooky. I hear movie. amazing things that about it. That freaked me out. Yeah, you haven't seen to. that? The Witch. Oh my! Yeah, like you it's need to watch that like in the dark Puritan with Ashley. England, right? Yeah. Yes. No, I need to make I really sure subtitles are on because their English is really English. Yeah. So very like disturbing. The okay. Witch. Shout out to The Witch. So that was the more recent one. I need to catch up, and I want you guys to go because these are going to give me some movies. I do want to wow. watch. Shout out to the kind of funny guys. They're doing Scream in review recently. I want to go back and watch those. I've seen them all already, but I want to go watch them again because I'm sure Allie hasn't. She hates scary movies, so I can't wait to hear yours. Bubble Boy, give me your scary movies. I, okay, so and I, I guess I just didn't know that about you, Daniel, um, because I was like, I have to go first because I want to preface this. Here are all the scary movies I haven't seen. All right, this is my first list, which is these are classics that I've missed. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Ooh, wait. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist, Alien, Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, and any of the Child's Player Chucky movies. I haven't seen any of those. I can add to that. I have not seen some of those. Nightmare on Elm Street being one of them. I only remember Freddy Krueger as a small child. I had, here's, here's some deep uh, breaking info for you guys. I had a nightmare of Freddy Krueger stabbing me, and I still can clearly remember this to this day. I was in my house in Chicago. I was running away from him from like a random mall, and I was hiding behind this pillar. He came around, stabbed me through my stomach, and I remember feeling this as like, I must have been like five years old or younger, and I still remember this nightmare, you guys. I still have not watched Nightmare on Elm Street, so screw up, Freddy Krueger. Chance, I, I have not seen I get some it. of those, but... Um, I get it. And, and Chapo's going to quit. I, I can just see, yeah. I, and I'm sorry, Jose. <laughs> but Chapo, I like scary movies. I've, I've seen a lot of those, so, just not all of them. Yeah, and I think here's what you can see. I, I'm looking at my list here, right? There's all those classics that I missed because I was too scared when I was younger. And then oh, wait, I have this... Chance. Oh, gosh. I... No, I kidding. went back, sorry, and I started <laughs> watching the Jason movies. Okay. I did start watching okay. Jason Voorhees. Remember, after we played yeah. Friday the 13th on the video game, I watched like the first three. Chance, you should go back and watch those because those no, are I will. They're not so even that's scary. what I'm really <laughs> excited that, like, because of course I was like, I want to watch some just random YouTube videos as I was holding the baby the other day. Like, I want to see what some of these are, right? So you can see that I missed a bunch of classics when I was young and I was too afraid, but then you can see me getting back into movies, scary movies um, when I got older, but not going back to the classics. And then I go away from them again because I met Ashley and she absolutely hates scary movies. So I haven't seen like all the new, like The Conjuring and The Witch, like you said, um... So 
here is my top five. And and I in one of the videos I was watching, and I should give him credit. I wish I could. I'll have to next time remember. What he said was, he's like, please remember, this is my list. This is not a definitive list. This doesn't mean these are the best. This is what scared me and made or like I really liked. So I liked that he said that. And so here we go. Number five, From Hell uh, with Johnny Depp, which is about Jack the Ripper. I love any all things Jack the Ripper. And so that one, um, there's... If you don't know anything about Jack the Ripper, there's all kinds of theories on who he was and what his motivations were, and I really like um, what the theory is on that one. Number four, um, f- what probably kids these days would say, oh, that's a classic, um, Saw. Saw was so revolutionary for the time and when it came out and just all the different death scenes. And, of course, it spawned like 18 other movies. Um, nothing's better than the original with... Um, the uh, Princess Bride in it, and so, yeah. Number three, and this was the one I was like, I need to clarify, The Sixth Sense. I assume it's a scary movie, right? Does that count? I don't know if Chapo would count it. Okay, he's saying yes, but um, again, and I just remember being mind-blown in that, and I was like, I gotta go watch it again 17 times um, to see all the red and stuff. Guess what? Haven't ever watched it again, not even once, which is so strange, and I need to, because it was really scary to me, too. I was like, I've always had this fear. I've never actually, I don't think, seen a ghost, and I've always had this fear of having to have to see one um because i i like i have to partly believe they're real but then i'm like but i don't not for me they're real for you know out there but okay number two um and i'm excited to do this with you scream scream was fantastic ashley and i before this topic came up happened to be talking in the car the other day and this movie came up because she was like what what was like the one movie as a kid that really full-blown scared you for me it was scream and i can't even remember what it was but it was real right it wasn't some supernatural thing it was just that the first movie that i remember seeing that was like oh it could just be like your friend like it could be anybody right like probably not jose but like maybe it was probably dan yeah or right like and i can i can remember my if if you remember our house on virginia i had like I had that first room on the left, but then there was the one down the hall next to my parents. And I, there was a period of time where I slept in there with court, but no, I slept on the love seat couch in my parents' room for like three years after watching that movie. And Chase still makes fun of me. And it, like every time we meet that I, cause that movie just absolutely scared me. Dude, I love, I had the scare, the scream mask before it got popular. I was like that random mask before uh-huh. and I thought it was uh-huh. the coolest guy. I was like, yeah. I yeah. Was and that in itself scream. wasn't scary to me, but there was just, man, that movie did me dirty. Um, and then number one, and I, I hope, I hope this is why I wanted to go before, or at least before Jose, mostly, um, House on Haunted Hill is my number one favorite scary movie. Ooh, such a good yep. movie. And I saw it such with Jose movie. in the theaters, mm-hmm. and I remember because it was A, scary, and B, I just really liked it. The soundtrack was fantastic. Um, there was a, a, another Marilyn Manson shout out in that one. That was the dope, or not the dope show, the, um, 
um, Sweet Dreams, the Sweet Dreams remake that he did. And mm-hmm. I, just a really, really, really good scare movie. Yeah, that opening so, scene with the roller coaster is yep. really cool to remember. Yep, 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 so good. So then, and and I had three lists here. I'm really sorry to do this, but I loved this topic. I had some honorable mentions. Final Destination, all the Final Destination movies because of just all the creative killings. Yep, I like that. Um, the Ring was really hard for me not to put. Ooh, I went back The Ring, forth. yes, that would be on mine. That I went back and forth that between the my ring scream. and from hell, but again, from hell is real, so it's actually really scarier, right? Um, we don't know well, the ring is okay, not real. <laughs> um, but the ring was awesome. Um, identity Dude, the was ring. identity was up there. Um, I don't know if you guys remember identity, which was mm, I don't know if that's a horror movie though. It was a good movie, great movie. Yeah, and that's I why I moved it movie. down. But I was like, well, it's just all about murder, and then the other one, I don't know. So um, Jeepers Creepers was one that actually genuinely Ooh, scary. Yep, yeah, it was scary a movie. Slow Justin burn. Long too. That was a good one mm-hmm. too. Like yeah. I forgot about like, that for a reason. Um, scary. And then the disturbing. last one that I want to talk about and is is the Blair Witch Project. And the reason I almost wanted to put it as like number one or two on my list because at the time when it came out was so the idea of it was so scary to me that I refused to see it. And then. And that lasted, you know, a, a month or so. But then it got to the point where I was like, uh, but I still, I don't, I don't want to see it because then, I, you know, you find out it isn't actually real. But still, I don't know. And that, when you think about all the like paranormal activity and all these movies that have come out since, like that paved the way. Okay. Chance. Paranormal Thank activity you. is also really yeah. creepy, man. I was going to say, paranormal activity, you said you start I haven't seen, it. I haven't yeah. seen paranormal. Oh, oh my God, you're right. Okay, that the, is scary. Those too. are all the, like, if it happened since we've all had jobs, like the 2010 and on, I haven't seen them. For the most part, um, well, thank you for those. Chance. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was the other one you said? Gosh, Jeepers crap. Paranormal Activity. Um, oh, you had some the good ring. Ones. The ring. The ring. Final those three right there. Identity. And I Final put, Destination. That would be on mine too. I put one other thing on here, and the only reason it signs was because signs. Sure. Um, and my honorable mention. It's not actually. It's a TV show, not a movie, but Haunting on Hill House, the season one. And the reason oh, that I God, think it counts so good, is because it's it that's it. It's one season. They did a second season, but it's a completely different story. Um, Hunting on Hill House was amazing. If it were a movie, I, it probably would have been my number one scary movie because it not only it. It feels really real, right? It's still about ghosts, but yep. it's so real. And then they make an incredible psychological explanation um, and just personal explanation for why it exists the way it does. And and I can't yeah, say it, any more without spoiling it, but Daniel, you have got to go watch that if you can. It's a masterpiece, it, dude. It's so good. Yeah. So I know I spent what, way too much on? time on that. Ah. I th- it's either it Amazon Netflix or Netflix. Originally. Okay. No, it was Netflix. And, which means I can't go back and watch it because I don't have Netflix anymore. I do. Thanks, T-Mobile. So, Jose, uh, you have five minutes, and then we're rolling out of here. <laughs> no, no, no so don't do this. Five is 15 this movies long. Okay, hold but, on. Yeah, I'm going to go quickly. Jose too. loves Halloween and the spooky season, so we're going to give him this time in this segment. So if you want to dip on out of here, don't, because Jose deserves it, and we'll end it really quickly after this. So, Jose, let's hear your list. Bubble Boy, I loved some of those. I completely forgot about them, probably on purpose because they were terrifying. So yeah. The Ring, Jeepers Creepers, Final Destination, and whatever that other one you said was. So, Jose, yep. let's hear your So I'm going to go as quick as I can. Wait, do you I have think a top, my favorite... Wait, 
No, no, no. Five, take, take your time, though, Chipo. Take your yeah, time. Take you don't your have time, to go quick because this is, this is this your is Super segment. Bowl, man. We're closing. And I know exactly. I, are... I, it, it, I realized how emotional scary movies actually make you, and I wish as a medium they got more credit. Right, like it wasn't until Silence of the Lambs that they started to actually get any Win credit. And then, actually, technically, his Exorcist was before Silence of the Lambs. Okay, Ooh, yeah. I but anyway, yeah. No, that. please take your time because you're okay, the okay. Let's here. hear the definitive spooky season scary movie list as provided by Chipotle Bear. Timestamp it. Go. So, first one on the list was actually really recent. We talked about it on the show. Was Fear Street? It's on Netflix as well. Uh, if you didn't have a chance to watch Fear Street, it's basically three movies. They're like a little over an hour each. They take place at different periods in history. One of them is in the Puritan, like 1666. Uh, really cool, man. It, it was actually written by R.L. Stein, Goosebumps guy, but they're they're definitely adult theme. They're definitely don't watch them with your kids for sure. Did you read um, Fear but, Street when you were younger, Jose? I did not. Oh my gosh, you're blowing my mind right now. You never read the Fear Streets? No, I need to. I know. I, Wait, I, is there a like book first? You guys didn't there, know there's this? There's a whole series. There's a whole series. Oh Dude, my no. gosh, this no. is. A, I knew it was R.L. Stein, but Dude, I didn't yeah, know it was exactly. A book. This is uh, speaking of. So rest in peace, Baca. Baca introduced me into Fear Street, you guys, and that yeah, was like I've heard the they're awesome. They're I want to awesome read them because it's Penelope. like a step above Goosebumps. Goosebumps. It's like yeah. real. Oh my, I'm shocked, Jose. Disgusting. I know. Keep going. No, so check check out the shows, though. Three of them, they're totally worth your time. They're really good. They'd be great to watch during Halloween this month. Um, uh, next up on the list, Exorcist. If you've never really seen The Exorcist, it's really pretty freaky. And, like, if you are religious at all, like, I grew up very religious. I'm currently not as religious as I was. But still respect it, still believe in God and that kind of stuff. It's it's a great movie. And and it also, if you ever get into the history of The Exorcist, a lot of really weird stuff happened on this um production like a guy died during production and a lot of weird things occurred and like yeah tell it, us it, more i or if you know more i because and something with the kid right no just go look it up it's very well, she, she never got she could it was hard for her to get cast as anything else because everybody always saw the freaking demon and it, they did a great job and especially because as old as it is it was nominated for an academy award like yeah, great movie that. check out the exorcist wait is this uh, the next, same one as the exorcism of emily rose is that the same one or nope, is that a different nope, one? totally different also totally scary different. chance have you seen that don't watch it Scary. It's okay, very scary. I'm, now you're bringing back these nightmares. Ah. Uh, next up on the list is a very unknown one called The Brotherhood of the Wolf. It was originally actually a French movie, oh, uh, and they they dubbed yes. it. And uh, it's really really cool, man. It's it's got almost like Matrix vibes in like Victorian France and like a werewolf that's got a special. St- Story to it. It's really cool. Like totally I am so worth your time. glad you brought that up. When I was putting my list together, I could not for the life of me. And I was almost like Googling like weird European movie with a wolf or yeah. something. And, oh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. I knew so you good. would know it. Oh, attaboy. All right. Uh, next up on my list was The Ring. Just because, man, it was it was like in our teenage years, right? And man, it it jacked me up for a long time. Like where the TV, if you saw that static, you're like, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here just because, and, and you just imagine people would be pranking each other, right? This was pre like iPhone days where like you're like seven days and you're like, stop it, dude. I'm gonna call the police. Like people were getting freaked out. Um, another one on the list that's not really well known is called VHS. If you ever want to see just one that's really kind of will jack you up, it's called VHS. It's kind of, I think it's three different stories that are told from the story of like a video camera, almost Blair Witch style, but they also incorporate some some supernatural stuff. And I, they freaked me out the first time. Like it, it legitimately, like I, I thought it was crazy. How old are those? When did you see them? VHS is is relatively new, but there's a there's sequels to it. So there's like VHS okay. and and the second and the, like a third and the one guy that I really liked that was like this is my list. So please don't hate me. Like it's mine. Um, 
had VHS two like really really high on his list. Yeah, they're cool, so man. I really, I, I really I had never heard of them before. They're they're different. They're unsettling is a good way to put them. Um, next up on the list is actually kind of more in the comedy genre, believe it or not, is Freddy versus Jason, uh, and they're up higher on the list too. Those other movies, but. Again, iconic characters from our childhood, and for for decades before that movie, people were like, "Could you imagine if Jason fought Freddy?" Like, and there were arguments and arguments about who would win, and they finally made it into a movie. And the movie is like, it's it's okay as a movie. It had Kelly Rowland in it, uh, you know, fantastic actress Kelly Rowland. And, um, uh, but it was really it was it was borderline funny, and of course, horror movie. It was just great to see those iconic characters, and it had a it had a cool ending. Like the, the way they did the ending was really well done. So that was fun. Next up on the list, I also saw with Chance was Bride of Chucky. Uh, didn't we see that together at the Man Theaters? Was that not you? Um, I don't you, think I've ever seen a Chucky movie. It's also in that genre comedy. of like borderline comedy, but definitely still a horror movie. Uh, definitely was much better graphics than like the original three iconic picture of Chucky where he's like all torn up and sewn together and stuff. Great movie. Um, next up is the first uh, Freddy Krueger one. It was actually the remake. I liked the remake better than the old ones. Uh, they, who I think it was Michael Bay that did the remake, did a great job. Like just really updated it very well, made it very creepy. You know, the story of Freddy Krueger basically being a janitor in a school and like potentially harming kids. Like that's how he becomes a monster and stuff like just really creative. They did a great job with the remake. I really liked it. Next up, 13 Ghosts uh, had Elizabeth, Shannon Elizabeth in it and was like a really cool story about like a house that was like kind of a machine and they needed these ghosts and you could only see them with these glasses and stuff, but there were some pretty creepy ones in there and a, and a decent story. Uh, next up is an old one called The Thing. Uh, it's a John Carpenter Dude, movie. Yes. So really Moriarty Brothers, Knockback. I need to watch that. And they just did Nightmare on Elm Street. I need to watch these. Oh, and they did Exorcism. So Jose is just yeah. knocking on Yeah. And, and they did a remake of The Thing. It's kind of like a sequel that was actually really good. I actually really liked it too. Um, but the original is just, God, it's so good, dude. And it, and it has Kurt Russell in it. And there's some stuff that just you will not expect, but really, really great chance. Well, cause, and what made the thing, because I have seen that one actually, and I remember because we had a film club a long time ago at Gateway, and I didn't know this about the thing, but what made it so special too is that all of it was real, the effects and everything. So there were no special effects. Oh, yeah. It was they all were they, handmade, correct. everything. And that's why, and I didn't see the sequel because I was like, well, uh, you know, it, mm, it's not the same. It's you should see the sequel, dude. It, they did they did a really good job with it because they didn't just remake the first one. They did they put some twists on it in a good way. Next up on the list, we're in my top five now. Um, was the first DVD I ever bought, which was Deep Blue Sea. Uh, LL Cool J, really smart sharks in the middle of the ocean. That counts. Such oh. a great movie, dude. And it's it's if it's, that counts, that might skyrocket all the way up to one it's, for it's, me. It's on the border of horror, but it, but they it's, it's definitely me. designed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and I didn't have Jaws on my list, but Jaws is also uh, a great movie. Now, Jose's going to tell me he's got snakes that. on a plane on his list, no, too. I Come on, on now, Jose. It's Twilight, Snakes on a Plane, oh, High School Musical. Gosh. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, next up is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. The original one, which was also just incredibly creepy and obviously based off of um, of uh, uh, Gacy... Um, one of the one of the real serial killers of the seventies, but the remake, the one that was done um, with like Jessica Biel in it and stuff like that, was like, ooh, it, it, I have seen that one. It definitely I did was see that one. really dark and scary and very 
weirdly believable. But uh, let me ask like, you this, because I yeah, I get it mixed up all the time with House of a Thousand Corpses, I think. Aren't they really similar? Yep, they're very... St- I mean, they're similar ideas that, like, a group of friends driving through the country, car breaks down, and they basically get tortured by, like, a yeah. backwoods kind of family. House of a Thousand Corpses was significantly more unsettling and like very just jacked up. It was made by Rob Zombie, right? Who has a, you know, brilliant, brilliant mind, but also very dark. Uh, This one, I think I want to say it was either Wes Craven or maybe Michael Bay that did the, the Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw Massacre remake, Um, but did, he did a great job. The Leatherface rendition was really awesome. Uh, Next up on the list, Dawn of the Dead remake, the one with Mackay Pfeiffer and Ving Rhames where they're in the mall, not the seventies version, but that's a great version, but, Really great movie, just like it was It was kind of predating Disturbing. some of that zombie stuff with like Walking Dead. It also has Phil Dunphy in it as as really a jerk, and he plays a really great character in that movie, um, and a really cool sequence to end the movie, and then a great ending. Also a really dope soundtrack. Um, last three, the original Halloween with Michael Myers, like just such an iconic film, Jamie Lee Curtis, the music, everybody knows like the Mr. Sandman song, everyone knows the classic piano riff, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, like that thing. Um, and then also the remake that Rob Zombie did. I thought he did a really cool job of it. He did make it significantly darker, but it's still in that same universe. Uh, and then the sequel, actually really liked two of that. But my number one movie, it is a Friday the 13th movie. That is my favorite franchise by far. I actually bought them all on iTunes for like 20 bucks last year. So I have all eight of them that I've been watching through this week, this month. My favorite is number four. Uh, so in, in the sequence of the movies, they actually made one, which is... Right before four. I got one through three. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, but you've had 40 years, so on. No, on no, no, don't spoil four. No, 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 don't do it. I'm, I'm literally about to watch it. So, let me just say this. When they originally made them, they were only going to make four of them. They made, they were going to make four. So, the, number four is called The Final Chapter. They ended up making five, six, seven, eight. Then they made Jason Goes to Hell. Then they made... Jason X, then they made Freddy versus Jason. I mean, like they've just kept it going and going and now they've restarted remaking them like with Michael Bay, but I love it. Corey Feldman is in number four. Uh, It also has the most nudity of all of the Friday the 13th movies. Just a fun fact, if you see the unedited version, Um, but it's just, it was, it's like the most iconic of like some of the weapons you've seen Jason with. It, It has, I think the best resolution with like killing Jason in it. So it's my number one favorite movie of Halloween. It's actually, I, I'm, I'm watching it right now. I'm on number three. It's the next one I get to watch probably here in the next couple of days. So I'm excited, but I, I love horror movies as a kid. They scared me a lot. Yeah. And I think what the way I got through it was just watching lots and lots of them. That's how I kind of got over it. So yeah, I love Halloween, love scary movies. And if you've made it this far in the episode, I salute you. If you ever want to chat about scary movies, hit me up. Great. Great. Well, topic. and I got to ask, were you not counting Aliens as a scary movie? Because so, that was like your best. It's my number one movie. I, I have it. I had it, but I would put that more in the science fiction okay. realm. I mean, in it's sci-fi. It, yeah. I did watch that Because it popped up on some of the scary movie things I was watching. And, and Jose, and I don't know if you know this about me. I've never seen any of them. I, I'm not judging. It's okay. Uh, here's I what I'd say. I have either it's, chance. Parts. It's, I've seen Parts. If you watch them now, I think you still will like them, both of you, a lot of these movies, but it's... Oh, wait, no, I saw Prometheus. Is that, that's one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's in that, in that yeah, universe. Yeah, actually, I, d- I did see that, Isn't too. that a prequel yeah. or something like that? Yeah, know. it's a prequel. Yeah, um, yeah. 
They're just, and, but you didn't know it at the time yeah, when it came out, which I think was super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you probably yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jose would appreciate it way more than we would. Yeah, yeah. But I, I yeah, and if of... if you do, if you see it now, if you see them, Alien, Aliens, and Alien Three, you could probably skip Alien Three, honestly. Um, you'll you will just get a lot more like references, and you'll see the world kind of coming together with a lot of these. Like as you watch the Friday the Thirteenth, you'll get all these references about Jason and Camp Crystal Lake. You know the Friday the Thirteenth game. Remember like the opening scenes oh, you yeah. would see when it's loading all of those are from movies yeah, it's really cool like the spear death i'm like i, the find, spear I know that bed, right? i know that yeah, you know exactly so, so i can't yeah. wait to watch and these. then yeah and then the other one i've never seen any of the predator movies does predator not count is that more action i would say more sci-fi action but also i love the predator yeah. films i love the one that they did with adrian brody like the more modern one i like the where there was like big predators the one with olivia munn that was the newest one like Alien, Predator, yeah. Terminator, horror, sci-fi, like that I'm is my Terminator world. I'm glad I put all these these missed classics on yeah. here because I got a Jose, I'm man, gonna need I you to send me of movies. Yeah, your definitive list. Yeah, I, uh, that's the problem though, Chance. Like you're saying, it's just hard to get Allie to watch them with me. Like I'm like, come on, we can do Scream. Come on, and she's like, no, like that. It. So that's the other thing about Haunting on Hill House and why it would have been number one had it been a movie. Ashley even. Loved it. Mm. She was like, "This is an incredible." Allie did get piece through the witch art. with me, and I felt like I was more freaked out than she was from it. But Paranormal Activity, though, Chance that that freak, I remember getting like serious chills in my back of my neck from Paranormal Activity. So thanks for and that bringing that. At least based back. off of yeah, you have to see that in theaters. Though there's real, nothing like it? yeah, exactly like the the potential of ghosts and stuff like that. Oh, but they're oh, still yeah, worth seeing now. Oh, they were they were so freaky. Yeah, if you have a good sound bar, Chance. Anyway. We yeah. could talk about this all day, guys. The, the LG, the LG, L, that OLED does amazing sound just by itself. Of course it does. And Let's okay, move on, guys. Come hear it. <laughs> to the friend. best food we had this week. We're at the hour 39 minute mark. I will, this has to be quick, but I have to do this because I have to shout out my wife, Allie. Shout out. This is for you. The best food I had this week was from you. You cooked an amazing meatloaf, you guys. She found this recipe. It was incredible. Usually you have to have ketchup or sometimes I do some spicy barbecue. I was just divine. I had probably 12 ounces of this, not even kidding. No need for any other kind of seasoning or sauces or ketchup or anything like that. Just devouring it. Green beans, mashed potatoes and gravy. Shout out to my wife. The best food I had this week. Jose, quickly, what did you have that was the best food? And Chance, you too. Quick, quick. Mine was also a homemade one. It was Victoria. She made these bean and cheese quesadillas, but she used only mozzarella. Like that's what we had in the fridge. And then she used like Frito-Lay bean dip as like a, she spread the bean dip to the cheese quesadilla. Phenomenal. All right. We lost Chipotle Bear. No, I'm oh, back. I'm back. No. Okay. okay right, he's back. He's it. back. Oh, okay. She spread, she spread the, the beans. Sorry, we so, lost so it. Just, it was, it's Frito-Lay bean dip, then mozzarella cheese, garlic salt as a quesadilla. Phenomenal. Sounds, like it was absolutely awesome. Check it out. Yeah. By the way, Jose, your camera has been Walmart yeah. connection this entire time. So get that fixed. Bubble your Boy closes has been off. Walmart connection <laughs> this entire time. Yeah, I was inspired to make a stop at Good Times based off our fries from the other a few episodes. Those fries hold up. They're absolutely incredible. I got the wild fries. The wild fry dipping sauce is wonderful. They don't even need it, though. I had to force myself not to eat the entire bag on the way home. Um, and I got the Oktoberfest burger there, which is a must get. I loved it. It's so it's on a pretzel bun and a lot of places don't do pretzel buns well. 
and I think they really half-assed the pretzel buns. This is a really well-done pretzel bun. And beer cheese and onions. Um, and, oh, and pickles. And f- some pickles on it. it. It was Oktoberfest burger. Good times. Go get it. Enjoy the wild fries. Did you pull up? Will not be disappointed. Cora, they forgot your fries. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no. So I just, it was just for myself because I had gotten, Cora was at school and Ashley had texted me. Um, I already had a salad and now I'm going to go take a nap. So I was like, I could get this and there she'll never go. even Perfect. know. Perfect. Speaking of fries, she shout out, out Moe's. I had Moe's tonight. Moe's fries. Try them, you guys. If you haven't had them in a while, wow. Blew me away. I'm like, these are really good. So that was the best food we had this week. Thank you so much to everyone for uh, watching and listening. If you've made it this far, huge shout outs. We'll do a defining dude. They like, they like to do a, a hashtag at the end. This will be a scary movie, hashtag scary movies XRT. If you've made it this far, yeah. use that on Twitter and we'll make sure to shout you out. You can find me, Daddy Duwali, across all social media. You can find Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. Bubble Boy and Seven, sometimes, I don't know, Instagram, I, I don't even know anymore. Uh, and as always, soldiers, see you online. See you online. Chipo's muted. See you online. <laughs> see you online. Okay, okay let's try that again. You, and as always, okay. Battlefield Soldiers, see you online. See you online. And whatever you do, don't fall asleep. <laughs> oh, shit. Dun, 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 dun. Xbox, record this. Is a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit xboxrecordthis.com.